Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. The chest of Johnny has arrived. <laughs> Sorry, I have to get myself over at the start of the show because you dicks will just bury me by the end of it. Yeah. <sighs> That's not even the lineup right there. It's a little bit lower, but I didn't want to be super weird. Um, okay. <laughs> this ain't working. There we go. All right, gentlemen. So let's go ahead and start off. Um, what have you all been watching? listening to or playing. So really, how have you been passing the time in the last week or so since we've recorded? I uh, watched, I watched the boring, well, some people think it'd be boring. I watched a show on Netflix called The English Game. It's like the start of how football took off, how it went from a gentleman's game to a game for everybody. Okay. <laughs> Do they have a lot of... Um... Do they have a lot of current people in it, or? Uh, no, it's it's set in like eighteen seventy to eighty in that range, and it goes back with a couple. It follow, kind of follows one football team that uh, starts in a mill. It's really neat how it works and how they started paying players and how that was against the FA Cup type stuff. So it's more soccer stuff. If I was going to pick a random location to play soccer or footy, as it were, I probably wouldn't pick a place where the machinery is very likely to kill me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's just their team. Like, to play on the team, you had to be a worker at the mill. Okay. So okay, they, cool. they brought in – yeah. They brought in the two guys that are considered the, – they two guys from Scotland that were widely considered to make the current game. Like, they changed the spacing and how things work. So they changed how the game was played, and they're widely considered to be the kind of the fathers of football. So interesting. That actually sounds pretty sweet. I may uh, look into that myself. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat how it works. It's how it, it used to be one of those like polo type matches. You know, they would mm. run around in packs, and only gentlemen would play it. You have to be in a certain standing to play it, right. and it kind of changed from there. Okay, I'm down to watch that. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? The English Game. Okay. I'm interested, sure. It's six episodes. Oh. They're about 45 minutes each or shit. Uh, Johnny, what um, have you been watching or playing or listening to? Really been doing a whole lot of fun stuff by other people's standards. Um, if you know me, you know I'm pretty heavily involved in my career path. And uh, this week has been the start of my new recertification process. So it's been a lot of reading, a lot of anatomy, a lot of exercise physiology, which I know sounds super exciting to everybody else listening to the show right now when they're looking for fun stuff. Um, as far as actual fun, like I've been this week uh, on Steam, uh, Top Golf put out their title WGT. So I've actually been golfing a little bit with a couple friends from South Carolina, a couple guys from Jersey, and. Uh, yeah, it's kind of how I've been passing the time. Just study and golf. <laughs> I'm the least exciting person on this podcast. Richard, what have you been doing? Uh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I've been having a lot of fun just, uh, you know, watching. I, 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 meant, I mentioned my recommendation last week was um, 
community and I've been making my way back through there. I'm, I just started season six last night. Um, which is not nearly as bad as it sounds because seasons are only like 10 to 12 episodes once you get later on. Um, but the other thing that I've been doing is I have been listening to a podcast. Uh, it's called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, Hello from the Magic Cat Tavern is not a podcast you just jump into with the current episode. It is a serial podcast. Um, basically, uh, the host of the podcast, Arnie Niekamp, uh, gets sucked into a portal behind a Burger King into a magical land that's a lot like um, Middle Earth in a lot of ways. Um, and he has a very slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King that he continues to run his podcast from, uh, involving a talking shape-shifting badger and a wizard. <laughs> what? Um, they're up to like 300 episodes or something like that now. Um, they release a new episode a week. It's basically chronicling both Arnie's attempts to get back home to his wife and his daughter, um, as well as it chronicles uh, their fight against the Dark Lord of the Realm, who has been trying to take over their magical land of Foon. It's basically a comedy with a, a light amount of story mixed in. Um, there's not a lot of story movement in the first you know, X number of episodes, but they've been breaking it down into seasons. And as the seasons go on, um, they do a lot more story movement. It's one of the more binge worthy podcasts that I've listened to um, in that it's really fun to just be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and just listen to magic tavern for a while and kind of catch up on all the stuff they have going on. Uh, they bring in guests uh, and the guests are generally played by relatively famous comedians. Uh, I enjoy it. It's it's a lot of fun. Hello for the Magic Tavern. It's available wherever fine podcasts are available. Uh, that includes uh, a lot of places that have ours. So also where unfine podcasts are available. Shameless plug. I have to be listening to plug. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Making sure we're on the same page, but yeah, it's it's really fun, uh, it really really hilarious in a lot of ways. Um, they're on season three right now. Uh, admittedly, I I found it a little hard to listen to the beginning of season three because I was so used to binging it. So I had to build up like twenty or thirty episodes that I'm I'm now going through. That's fair. Interesting. All right. Okay, so as we are continuing through our apocalypse world, um, there's been a lot of other interesting things that have kind of gone on. One of them is... Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. One of the things we started to do this week um, is we're not going to do a recommendation and what are you watching because, quite frankly, it's kind of pointless because most of the time they're kind of one and the same. Yeah. So we're going to kind of combine those. Uh, so I will say that, yes, I do recommend Hello from the Magic Tavern. I believe Greg does recommend that uh, the English game. Yep. Uh, Johnny, do you recommend World Golf Tour? 
Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to absolutely obliterate a Canadian and have the worst smack talk session of their life, by all means, I'll, uh, my handle on Top Golf right now is the same as my Twitter handle, so it makes it a lot easier to find me. So yeah, if anyone wants to hit 18 at St. Andrews or Pebble Beach, let me know. I'm always, maybe not always on, but I'm always up for a round. But Greg, I'm actually, uh, I'm pretty intrigued to check out the English game. I think I might have a look into that this week myself. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things I just, I was flipping around Netflix and I saw it. I'm like, well, this one thing that I don't normally do, like I never went back and read anything about baseball, football, how it all got started. The only yeah. thing that interests me was soccer. So it's like, well, let me see how this goes. Like I'm not, I don't like period pieces. I don't go watch historical stuff. I don't really care. But I got this, and I was like, oh, this is kind of neat how it works, and how they're kind of like breaking the law against the FA Cup. And I understand what the FA Cup is now and how it started. And it, was, it was really neat. Interesting. So I'm like, oh. I, I, only, I just now started caring about it. So I'm like, oh, I'll watch this. Would you all mind terribly if we got one more what are you watching and recommendation? Absolutely not. Let's do it. Come on, kiddo. Say it. No, come to the closer to the microphone. Closer to the microphone. I watch Hotel Transylvania 3 and Hotel Transylvania 2. And do you like them? Uh-huh. Would you recommend them? Uh-huh. What, what type of people should watch them? People who like funny things? All of the people. All people should watch them. Okay. Thank you, kiddo. Even you, Daddy. I've watched them with you. <laughs> I took you to the theater. No, you didn't. Hotel Transylvania 3 when I, after I got shot. Yep. Okay, kiddo. Go go watch Hotel Transylvania 3. I'm not watching. Okay, watch whatever you want. Bye, baby. Just okay. Hungry. Go get her food, Richard. <laughs> okay. We have a little snack station set up just so she can go get food on her own. <laughs> Wait a second. She gets a snack station and Craig and I get nothing? Right. You can have your own snack stations. What kind of like hack production is this? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I do have catering come in every Saturday morning. Oh. See, that's why I never see it, because I don't get here till 12. God damn it. Okay. So uh, just to come back to what we were saying before, because we're going to get better at that. Um, <laughs> no, we're not. You say that. So, in this weird apocalypse wasteland that we have uh, currently, uh, one of the things that's been kind of interesting is with the release of Animal Crossing, switches are basically sold out everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. You can go off of Amazon for like six hundred dollars. So that brings me to the question of. Why, why do you think it's specifically Switches? I mean, Animal Crossing, don't get me wrong, is a big game series, but Animal Crossing has never been exactly Mario or Zelda, and Mario and Zelda don't move consoles at this speed. I can tell you right now it's because Animal, Animal Crossing, man, because I haven't seen anyone say they're getting a Switch for any other title right now. It's true. I was looking at it because, like, oh, I'll try playing it, and then I looked, and I looked around like, oh, there's none available. I'm sure to help. <laughs> Well, there. Uh, I think two two nights ago, there was a uh, at Best Buy. They had some of the yellow light switches available. I'm like, I just bought a brand new TV. I want to play it on my TV, so can't use a, a light. So, 
Yeah. Which, what's funny about that is the lights have sold really poorly. I mean, for lack of a better term. Um, and now, like, right. I, I mean, I'm looking at BestBuy.com right now, and you can't get a light switch to save your life. You can't get any switch at all. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I find it kind of interesting, and I, I but I wonder how much of it is also because um, PS4s and Xboxes are in their last year of functionality before they go to the next generation, and the Switch is still in their current generation. I think it has to do more with the appeal of the Switch. The the Switch is more like family oriented in a sense. The games are like Animal Crossing. Who doesn't know what that th- that game is now? It was on the freaking news. People watching that, you know, people playing it and stuff. And on Twitch, I think it peaked at like seven hundred thousand people watching. It had like That's twice. So crazy. It had like two to three times what Fortnite had, which is nice. Finally, <laughs> I wish people would have more standards instead of just playing Fortnite. Oh, well, now it's Valiant. That's what. Which is Valiant, the new Riot. Uh, CSGO slash Overwatch mixture thing. Oh, God. Uh, it's actually fun to watch, but it's... Is, you ever watch CSGO? Nope. You ever, okay. If you have, to, like, you have to really pay attention, people just die instantly. It's weird. It makes your head spin almost, because they uh, aim so fast. We are on very different planes of existence when it comes to video games right now. I need something that can kind of dull the obscene amount of outside noise. I think that's why I've gravitated to golf. But it's interesting that we sold out. I just checked bestbuy.ca and all they have is open box um, for two different switches. Like the regular switches? So Nintendo Switch console with neon red, blue, Joy-Con. So all they have is, yeah. So what are you saying is I can buy one in Canada, ship it to you, and you have it shipped to me. Uh, they're not allowing us to go into the post office. Ah, darg. I tried. <laughs> so unless you're willing to pay like 50 bucks to have them pick it up from my house, and that's still going for 400 Oh, it's 400 Oh, 400 Canadian. Yeah, it's like five American dollars, as Ashley would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's wild that they've sold out of all those. I mean, it's great, I guess, for sales somewhere. But, like, I don't know, man. This this last month or so, I've been trying to focus on only buying products that I know have been, like, sourced, produced, and supplied locally. Because those are the people that are getting hit the hardest. And I just – I, I – I, I get we want to be entertained, and I understand the necessity for it, but, like, man, there's those companies that you love being able to support when we're not in a pandemic are very likely not going to be there at the end of this. So, so like, I'm yeah. doing everything I can to source anything I buy from a local provider. So, But how does that go against Nintendo? Like, Nintendo as a company versus that. Because they are pretty responsible no, 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 yeah, I right, but, but like they're, they're not they're, struggling. They're a multinational corporation who's not going to go anywhere, I think is what Johnny's saying. Ah, got it. I'm just trying to support companies that actually need the assistance. You know what I mean? Got it. But I get it. Like, I get it. I'm not going to tell people that they're wrong for trying to distract themselves or keep themselves preoccupied in whatever way 
brings them, you know, that 30, 45 minutes of happiness right now. Everyone's going to do something different. Mine apparently is going outside with a sledgehammer and beating the shit out of a tire. <laughs> was that tire source locally? It was. I actually waited until a local supplier had to replace the tires on their tractor and I managed to have it dropped off. Nice. nice. Boom. Well, honestly, I th that's 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 really interesting. I hadn't really thought too much about that. I have kind of been trying to make a point to when I do need to go out to a restaurant to pick something up. I've been trying to hit local restaurants as much as possible. Um, and like I, I won't even consider getting like a Papa John's pizza or insert any chain pizza for the most part right now. Yeah. Um, because I feel like for the most part they're going to be fine. Yep. Um. But like yesterday, there is a, a place near us, a pizza place called All Ate Up. It's not the best pizza I've ever had, but it's pretty decent. And they have calzones the size of me. Um, so I went over there and picked up a calzone and a pizza last night. Uh, one of the things I found really interesting. So here in Ohio, the governor is allowing uh, carry out alcohol sales. Um, and we went to um, a local... Uh, Mexican joint and picked up a few days ago. And for the most part, like any restaurant that we've gone to during this whole quarantine period has been just dead. Like they're obviously doing carry out, but there's generally almost no one there. So we went to the Mexican joint a couple days ago because we haven't had Mexican in, you know, a month. And that's something we almost eat like every week or two weeks. Oh my God, this place was crushed specifically with carry-out margaritas. Ah, nice. Other David Owens. I mean, it, ordering those, like, religiously, and I, I, I feel like I'm living vicariously right now because we definitely do not have that here when the government's the one that controls alcohol sales. I mean, it was really weird to watch because, like, I'm standing there waiting for my food, and meanwhile, like, these people are coming up and they're like, yeah, we got the two enchiladas and four margaritas. <laughs> you just got ratioed right there. Yeah. They're like, well, it's, you know, you, we can, I think they can only sell like two per person or something like that. They're like, hold on. I'll have my husband come in from the car. <laughs> I feel like we're not doing the social distancing thing the way we're supposed to at that point. They, well, no, people were actually standing six feet apart and, it, but this, this place, it's funny, like, you could tell that they still weren't used to it. They were just overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, there there was a line going through the entire place, and it was basically, like, I'm the only one that's there, like, yeah, I need the, you know, the shrimp fajitas and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't order any margaritas. I, I, I don't drink anymore, and Amy doesn't like tequila. <laughs> so, like, we didn't, we didn't order any margaritas or anything like that, but, like every single person's coming up just like getting margaritas. And I'm like, oh, I wish I liked drinking like that. This, these people seem like they're about to have fun. <laughs> they are having a much better day than I am. They're going to have a terrible tomorrow, but today's going to be good. It's called coconut water. Start drinking it. <laughs> coconut water does not help with the gout. <laughs> yes, yeah, happens. Who, who said it didn't? Just saying. 
That's a good call, Greg. No, that's – and I hope people are doing that as well. I mean, I, I have not. Since this started, I have ordered Domino's once, and that was because it was the 50% off weekend, the last one they had before this all started. Every meal I have had since then, I have actually made myself. And I can tell you right now the difference – and it's, you guys know me, it's not like I'm going out once or twice a day for meals or anything. Like I meal prep, I do all that. But like when I go to work, they have a cafe where they still, even if I haven't made it myself, I don't know what the macro splits are on the bagels, that kind of thing. I, everything I have done, I have made myself in the last five weeks and I've still been able to stay over 190, which I'm like, thank you. Because <laughs> I've been like, oh, God, I'm going to drop down to 170 again. I'm going to feel like hell. But I've been able to maintain. And I mean, it's if I am going to do something like I will order from a small business restaurant. Because, A, the food's usually going to be better. I'm not, I'm not throwing bias. But, I mean, I want a restaurant where it's like the dad is the cook in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's if I'm helping that family be able to provide for their family just by doing something I would do otherwise, but I'm not giving it to, like you said, a multinational company, like TGI Fridays doesn't need my money. Apparently they I need the government's money, but they don't need mine. I've been doing that for a while. I try to avoid anything that's chain. Yeah. Like more than, say, 10 restaurants in the like, local area, like regional chain, I haven't ordered from anything like that in years. Nice. I just think it's a responsible thing to do, you know. I'd like uh, I ordered take it. I've ordered food in twice. Yeah. Uh, hold on, no, three times. Two from the twice from Mexican place, which has an amazing chimichanga that's like eight dollars. That's two and a half pounds. It's bonkers. Um, and then once from um, sushi sushi monk. Is that the one, Richard? The one, the the sushi place you like? Yeah, they're they're no longer sushi anymore. I got sushi. <laughs> when did you order it? Uh, three days ago. Really? They, I don't know. They they made a post on social media. They were going away from sushi and they were going to more of a a hybrid menu. I mean, there was more hybrid stuff there. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I still got I got like the um, the the crack bite thing. Oh, thank God, they still have the crack. That's bonkers. And my favorite, well, <laughs> the typical Watson thing that happened was I <laughs> grabbed it out of the bag and then I set it on my table. But when I set it on my table, it like kind of, it hit something and then bounced off and landed on the ground. Oh. But it, the lid was still on. Okay. But you know how the, the crack bite is? It's like very loose. So it yeah. like just exploded in there. So I was like scooping it up with a spoon. <laughs> like, oh man, I got to eat. I was like eating every bit of it. So, uh, so bad, I, by the way. Right. I know most of our listeners are in Cincinnati, uh, but if you're outside of Cincinnati, I'm going to apologize for this very blatant advertisement I'm about to give this sushi place. It's called Sushi Monk, it's in Westchester. My understanding is they're going to more of a hybrid menu, but I'm going to tell you specifically about a couple things that they offer. Uh, number one is the crack bite. It is a single piece of sushi that is $5. I have no idea what's in it. I will just tell you it's freaking delicious. And as soon as you get done eating it, you're like, if I give you five more dollars, can I have another one of those? 
Because you don't even care at that point. Like you're just like, yeah, that was freaking delicious. Yeah. Why did you have to sound like the weird pedophile guy from Family Guy? I don't know. For shame. For Zima shame. soup. I I'm like tally to me, kind of. You know, I was thinking more tally than that. <laughs> don't forget to bring a towel. Anyway, um, here's the other thing that I, I, I will pimp for them, I, and I hope they still have it on the menu because it is by far my favorite thing that they ever offered. It is called the melting roll. And it is a roll of sushi that has a whole bunch of stuff on it and in it, um, including, I believe that there's salmon involved and some crab. Um, when they're done with it, they take it and put it in an oven and bake it for eight minutes. And they bring it out to you still warm slash hot. And it is freaking amazing. Uh, actually, one of prior to me going out and getting pizza and going out and getting um, Mexican this week, the last place that we ate at was also Sushi Monk. Uh, I got carry out from Sushi Monk the first week that uh, all this social distancing stuff came down. Uh, anyway, so last thing we're going to cover on our show here, uh, we had asked for some viewer questions, I'm sorry, listener questions. Uh, and we got a couple of them. Uh, so we are going to take one from Steve Ortlieb. He asked for recommendations for books, uh, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Give him things to read. Hmm. Johnny. Um, I think just cause I know my man, Steven is actually a huge baseball fan. And I think the hardest thing for most of our listeners right now is going to be the lack of baseball. Get no, not me. This is Craig. This is your favorite baseball season ever. The season that didn't. I know that didn't happen. Uh, Joe Torre wrote a book called The Yankee Years, and I believe the foreword was done by Tom Verducci. Uh, great book. It's it's not going to be like you're not going to get stories where you like laugh all that much. I mean, there's like little sly things, but if you know Joe Torre and you know the kind of person he is, it's gonna it it was an insightful book. It was an interesting read, and it was always a thing to be able to find out how he perceived situations, different players, like how he perceived rivalry, stuff like that. Um, great book. It's called the Yankee years, uh, hardcover. You could probably get an electronic version. I don't know. I don't buy eBooks guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I keep killing trees for my entertainment. I'm Canadian maple syrup's a thing. We just bleed them out. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for a book, uh, Yankee years, just to kind of bridge the gap between now and, Hopefully a baseball season that still happens. Okay. Um, I've got a couple as well. You want to go ahead, Craig? Well, the ironic thing is uh, I watched the English club, right? Or English game. And yeah. then I started reading the book I got uh, for Christmas called The Club, which is how the, the Premier League became one of the wildest, richest places. Like how it became so big. Um, it's <laughs> it kind of goes over the start of you know soccer or football in England, and then how it became kind of cutthroat at the current way it is, and how they put like financial fair play in. It's pretty neat. I got it for Christmas last year, so I finally got down to read a little bit of it. I'm, I'm only about about thirty percent, forty percent through it, so it's been really cool. So nice. 
Okay. Um, well, I've got a couple of recommendations as well. Um, I am going to go with, um, if you're looking for something, I, I want to call it nonfiction, but it that's under dispute. Um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Uh, it is the biography of Chuck Barris, who uh, is the guy who created the gong show. And basically, if you ever watched a game show from the 60s, 70s or 80s, there's a good chance Chuck Barris created it. Um, and the long story short on it is he claims that he was a hitman for the CIA. Um I think it's really interesting if you have never read it. Uh, they also did a book, or I'm sorry, a movie that was best kind of mediocre. It had Sam Rockwell, which was great, but it made a lot of weird artistic choices. Um, it's probably one of my favorite books I've ever read, though. Um, it just has a lot of really neat, interesting details uh, that at least while you're reading it makes you question if what he's saying in it is real, even though uh, by this point, the CIA has denied it. The government has denied it. I think Chuck may have even officially denied it. Um, but it's a neat, it's a very interesting kind of intersection between reality and fiction um, that I really enjoyed. Uh, if you're looking for a straight up fiction book, a uh, series that I don't think gets nearly enough play uh, is the Dresden File series. There's a new book coming out in July. Thank God. Um, the dude who writes the Dresden Files is uh, Jim Butcher. Uh, he did a really, really good job the first few uh, books of getting him out like every six months to a year. Uh, and it's now been five years since the last book. Uh, thankfully, the next one is officially written uh, and is coming out, like Greg said, July 14th. Um, the first book of the series is called Stormfront. Uh, the biggest upside of this series is there are already 15 books out. So if you get started with it and you're like, I really like this, there's definitely a lot to work with, uh, including they do a great job of adapting them to audiobooks um, with James Marster's narrating. Uh, but the series, I know I've talked a lot about the like behind the scenes stuff, but the actual series is about uh, a wizard who is operating in Chicago uh, called Harry Dresden, and he is the only wizard that is officially in the phone book. So he advertises his services. He's very upfront about what he is. Um, and that brings a lot of naysayers and stuff. But it, the, the way it was sold to me was it's like if Harry Potter grew up and they continued to write stories about him. Um, so it's kind of like that, you know, They and they bring in a lot of really interesting side stuff. I mean, by halfway through there's stuff with death and the angels and demons and um, a whole lot of other really kind of interesting things. Uh, but I, I, I really enjoy it and I do recommend it. Cool. I've actually, that's one of the few things you've recommended that I've heard or hasn't been reviewed as being absolute shit. So nice, man. Thanks for the Good thanks job. For heads up on that. Good. Yay. Listen, listen, you ready? You get a golf clap, Richard. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. So that being said, I think that's what we've got for this week. Uh, unless anyone has anything else they want to bring up right meow. Uh, how do they get a hold of us? 
Oh, good call. Gregory, how can they get a hold of you on Twitter? I'm at Woe Gregory. You can get a hold of me at Richard Versus and Johnny. Uh, Johnny Rudo on Twitter. Uh, you can get a hold of Richard and I as well through a Facebook page. We're not super great at posting anything on Facebook because most of us don't want to deal with our family. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, hit me up on uh, Top Golf. Let's go. All right. Have a good week, everybody.